Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Thursday, October 10th, 2019. Here is some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This morning's article comes from the Financial Post. Headline reads, Property developers step up residential construction as housing markets a housing market emerges from deep freeze. Canada's housing industry is booming with construction permits surging as developers respond to strong demand, according to new data out Tuesday. Building permits rose 6.1% in August to 9 billion, compared to a 1% increase estimated by analysts, largely because of increases in multifamily and industrial permits. Quebec led the gains with more than a third of the value, while six other provinces reported increase. Uh, six other provinces reported increases. Statistics Canada said. On the residential side, the number of units came in at two hundred forty-seven thousand annualized in the month, flagging continued strength in housing starts down the road. Wrote Robert. Kavcic, Senior Economist at BMO Capital Markets. Indeed, the year-to-date average for permits is a lofty 237000 So it looks like there's plenty in the pipeline to keep residential construction activity humming. Housing starts were solid, but fell 2.5% in September on an annualized basis to 221,202 from 226,871 in the previous month, according to Canada Mortgage and Housing Corp. Single detached starts fell by 8% to 58,000 units during the month, but remain above the trough posted earlier in the year. Meanwhile, Multi-unit starts were flat at 162,000 units. September's outturn caps a strong third quarter for new housing construction, which, alongside a probable increase in home sales, points to a healthy gain in residential investment, noted TD Canada economist Rishi Sondi. CIBC Capital Markets' Avery Shenfield was less impressed. Overall, while we could get some growth from real estate agents' fees and renovations, the pop in GDP growth we got from the housing in Q2 is likely to be less vigorous in the next couple of quarters, the economist said. Combined, the two sets of data reflect strong demographic demand, both from international inflows and new households created within Canada, Captured said. That was somewhat stronger than expected and continues the relentless level of building activity. Ontario, which needs every last unit at this point, according to Kavchich, and BC lead the boom fueled by population inflows and resilient economies. Construction activity in BC has mostly maintained its drive despite a correction in the number of resold houses and a fall in prices after the government imposed tighter mortgage and foreign ownership rules, analysts noted. The CMHC and StatsCan reports 
provide further evidence of strength returning to the housing market after it went into a deep freeze following the introduction of a mortgage stress test and other measures. Nikita Paravilov, senior economist at Scotiabank Economics in Toronto, said in a note. BC led the gains in the value of permits for multifamily dwellings, mostly because of high property values in Vancouver, StatsCan said. Ontario led single-family dwelling permit increases. Overall, the value of residential permits grew 19% to $3.3 billion in August from July. Housing starts in Vancouver grew 23% year-to-date compared to the last year, CMHC, because, CMHC said, because of the continuous strength of economic fundamentals. More than 85% of construction was in multi-unit buildings, it said. Edmonton's housing starts trended upwards for the fourth consecutive month in September, driven by the multifamily market and despite elevated inventories, CMHC said. September housing starts are higher in Saskatoon because of the condominium construction, but the year-to-date numbers were still down 10% compared with last year, the agency said. In Toronto, the start trends for semi-detached and townhomes were particularly strong, CMHC said, indicating how these relatively affordable housing types remain popular among buyers. Ottawa's housing starts are up 11% year-to-date compared with last year as strong growth in apartment and row houses reflected how higher prices for single-family dwellings are pushing buyers to less expensive housing types, CMHC said. Although housing starts in Quebec fell last month, the 12-month average is still at a nine-year high because of a strong economy, job market, and increasing foreign investment, Kavchich said. There's a lot of home-building activity going on across the vast majority of Canada, Kavchich said. If firm rent growth and low vacancies are any guide in most markets not tied to oil, then the demographic backdrop warrants such activity. So this mirrors, or this article draws from the same reports that yesterday's article from Livable does, um, but it just draws in a lot more commentary from other professionals, and it dives into more of the numbers, particularly the building permit values, the Rosenberg building permit values as well. Still signals a strong uh, Canadian economy a lot of attention, a lot of international attention, and just overall optimism for where Canada's housing uh, is is going, is trending. I know that Hamilton hit the $1 billion value in total value in building permits in July. It was the first time that I think it was the first time that Hamilton had to hit that value that soon. It's it's hit one billion dollars in overall building permits, building permit value before, uh, and it's crossed that line. You know, several years, especially 2018. But it that's the quickest it's ever hit the one billion mark um, this year. 
So Hamilton's booming for building right now. Definitely a lot of detached or semi-detached starts, um, especially like in the Mount Hope area or Ancaster, further like south. But there's also a lot of condo development as well. And in par apparently a lot of industrial development, although you don't hear that about that as much. It's interesting how this article gives a really good cross-section from Vancouver to Quebec. Uh, it's, a, it's also very interesting to hear about how Quebec um, is at a nine-year high in housing starts. I mean, that's just encouraging. Now, the one thing is, like, Toronto's... <laughs> Toronto's housing starts mostly grew in detail, like... Yeah, mostly grew in the detached and, and semi-detached uh, townhome category when really what it needs is uh, rental units. It needs apartment-style units. So, but that's a function of zoning. And Van but Vancouver is... Um, booming in, how did I put it? Vancouver and Edmonton both. Edmonton's housing starts trended upwards, uh, driven by multifamily market, and which is funny because Edmonton's has a surplus of inventory right now, and housing starts in Vancouver grew 23% year to date um, because of continuous strength of economic fundamentals. More than 85% of construction was in multi-unit buildings. So, whereas uh, Toronto, the starts trends for semi-detached and townhomes were particularly strong. It'd be sweet if in the Toronto area we could get more multifamily, particularly like purpose-built rentals. But I'd love to hear your remarks your opinions your insights if you work as a developer i'd love to have you on the on the podcast if you're a developer you're particularly doing multi-res but even if you're doing single detached what's your experience been like in the last few months was it like trying to keep up or maybe you have a different story to paint i'd love to hear it email me recoffee at joelarnt.ca so that's recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a if you know of someone if you if you know someone who's a builder or developer uh, who might be interested in this or if you know anyone who you know this episode this article would tweak uh, a conversation with them send it to them and subscribe I'm on Real Estate and Coffee should be on all, uh, most if not all of the podcast platforms. Definitely on Google, Apple, Spotify, Radio Public. And you can subscribe there. On November 9th, I'm going to be at the Wealth Hacker Conference. And it's a conference put on by Erwin Zito. He does the truth about real estate investing in Canada 
podcast, and he hosts uh, the iWin meetings. I started going to Irwin's meetings when they were still the Halton Real Estate Investment Group uh, before it was a membership meeting, and it was super practical information. And I'm, I'm, the people who were attending were play were, were buying real estate, trading real estate at a different level than others. There were there were some beginners, but the people there had had an expectation of um, whether it was more units or higher values or they were doing infills like high-end luxury infill development or uh, their volume was just higher so the people that Irwin attracts are consistently doing either more or higher quality than in other circles that I've, and that's not, it's not a value statement. It's just an observation. And it's one of the reasons why I always enjoyed the Halton REI meetings and why I enjoy going to the Iwin meetings because I meet people who are operating at much different frequencies or uh, dollar levels than I'm definitely used to and even used to hearing about at other meetups. And it's a, it's a stretch. It's where I want to be. These are the people I want to talk to. These are the people I want to interact with and, and even serve on, uh, on some level, you know, whether it's finding them deals or um, marketing services or whatever. Because they're the ones that have, that are modeling living with passive income, living with multiple streams of income, they're modeling what it takes to do deals at higher dollar values or higher frequencies. And that's where I want to be. So I'm going to look to their example and model what they do. So I'm going to this Wealth Hacker Conference on November 9th because it's all of that. It's the Halton REI. It's the Iowan meetings. It's this community that Irwin and Cherry, his wife, have built on steroids. It's a concentrated environment where everybody's coming together specifically to talk about hacking the traditional routes to building wealth. And then he's also bringing in Grant Cardone. But I bought my ticket because of the connections that I'm going to be, like people I'm going to be able to meet, connections I'm going to be able to make. If you're going, I'd love to meet up with you. That'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. We can do lunch, breaks, drinks after, whatever, whatever you want. So email me, let me know if you're going. If you if you want to go, haven't bought your ticket yet, wealthhacker.ca. And that choose your ticket. Use the promo code REALWEALTH. It's all one word. So again, wealthhacker.ca, discount code REALWEALTH, all one word. And that'll give you 10% off your ticket. And then email me and let me know you're going and we'll figure out a time to meet up. I'm going with my buddy William, um, but we we'd always we always love to connect and um, meet meet new people doing you know different things or similar things or you know just you know connecting with folks who have vision for more. Okay, it's Thursday. I hope you have a great day.